so excited to take a nap. What? Oh, you're asking me the sponsor. Yeah, that's not the way that I heard that word. I heard like B-E-T-T-E-R. That's not what you were asking. It's B-E-T-R. For all the people in your generation, Jordan, that just refuse to spell words correctly. What's going on, everybody? NBA Strategy Show, Tuesday, December 5th. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher. We're brought to you by Better. Two-game slate again after two-game slate from yesterday. The Pacers-Celtics game was fun as hell, minus the rotations. But we did learn a little bit for this in-season tournament, and I think that might inform our decisions a little bit more today. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow us both on Twitter. Adam, Andrew Nemhard was fun yesterday. Yeah, just as fun as Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. I had no Peyton Pritchard, which was great for me. Uh, He couldn't buy a bucket, but at least he had the opportunity to buy buckets. Uh, Andrew Nemhard, on the other hand, Definitely didn't expect him to get essentially removed from the rotation, but he was the guy that lost out. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, didn't see that coming either. Uh, Fortunately, McConnell only played nine minutes, so he ended up not mattering either. Uh, That had the potential to be really annoying. But uh, yeah, Nemhard not playing or playing five minutes was awful. Uh, Pritchard played 15, just could not score. Also was awful. Hauser was good, but... Yeah, he could miss for a bit. Yeah. Halliburton is absolutely amazing. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, no Isaiah Jackson either yesterday. Yeah. So we did learn, at least from the Pacers side, they were willing to consolidate their rotation in the in-season tournament. You didn't get that as much from the Boston side, but I don't think you were ever going to get it from the Boston side either. Like, I, I think we got what we were expecting there. Um, from the Pelican side, they kind of went wide with it, but they did still get to basically 30 minutes out of Trey Murphy. So interesting rotations coming out of yesterday's games. I'm curious to see how that affects us, the way that we project things today. I made a couple like sizable jumps. The Pels cut Hawkins and for all intents and purposes also cut Daniels. Yeah. Daniels played like what? Six or seven minutes. Daniels played six. Hawkins didn't play. Zeller played four. I'm, I'm happy for the way that we talked that through because it did feel like Hawkins was the, like logical odd man out for the way that you would want to play that game. Right. But um, I, we got to, I can't be patting us on the back too much. No, but I mean, it's so essentially like the Pels played 10 guys, but essentially they played eight. Yeah. All right. I've got lineups. The Kings, locked the Kings cut theirs too. 32 minutes from Malik Monk. Yeah. Yo, they were, they were very tight with yeah. their main eight dudes. minutes for Ellis, six for Sankoff, four for McGee. Yeah. They essentially played seven. Yeah. Seven and called seven and a half. Well, let's remember that as we I, break I, this as you mentioned it. Down. I think it's important because like going into yesterday, you and I had said, you know, there's a chance that we're just getting like actual playoff rotations here. Yeah. But I don't think you could have the confidence seeing it for the first time to actually project that out. Three of the four teams did it. Yeah. And the, and the Celtics that, the Celtics just like don't have that ability. Well, and, and also like if you were you're talking about the Kings, the Pels, the Pacers, and the Celtics. Like, the Celtics are the one in that group that stand out as, like, yeah, they're probably more focused on just, like, the yeah. season. They and, don't need 42-minute games out of all of their starters right. for this one. Right. Like, they – and I'm not saying it's analogous to the Bucs, but, like, 
if the Bucks just run a normal rotation today, I would be much less surprised than if like the Knicks don't convince their rotation. Not that we got a lot to convince it that much. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about here. Let's just start it off now. Are you ready? Yes. The New York Knicks are four and a half point dogs in Milwaukee, 226 total. Everybody projected to play for the Knicks today is at least 13% owned on DraftKings. Two guys are at 50%. That would be Mitchell Robinson and Emmanuel Quickly. Got a couple guys in the 30s. DiVincenzo, Brunson, Hart, Randall, RJ Barrett's at 23. Grimes and Hartenstein are both in the 10 to 15 range. I want to start at the top end. Jalen Brunson, Julius Randall. How do we want to assume their minutes? Because I think 36 is the minimum that you can go to both of those guys. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's very likely they play more. Um, I went 37 to Brunson, 36 to Randall to start. But the moment I started looking through this and yesterday, I knew that I wanted to have these conversations with you on the stream. So, yeah, and I agree. We have we have Brunson at 37 right now. We have Randall at 35. Uh, but, you know, so same ballpark that we just said. But it's the same thing where, you know, I think projecting 36, 37 makes sense. I wouldn't need like substantial odds to say they play 38 39 yeah i wouldn't be surprised at all i mean this is the next team where they run their guys into the ground all season long anyway it's gonna be fun how do you feel uh brunson and randall look here 30 percent ownership coming into jalen brunson point guard only 36 to julius randall power forward center i think they both look good uh one thing that you can you know one consequence too of these teams actually running playoff rotations is those value plays get even worse like on a two-game slate you're generally going to have not very good value plays anyway in terms of cheap guys but with teams condensing their rotations those get even worse you know like going into yesterday nobody was excited to play like Peyton Pritchard for 22 minutes 15 is even worse obviously uh you know you saw guys just not play as many minutes as usual um so that makes going balanced a little bit more appealing and, you know, getting to maybe a little bit more Randall and Brunson than you normally would compared to those guys at the top. I'm under on both of them right now. And we'll get into some of the reasons why. Uh, Who is your most exposed Nick right now? I have a guess of who that is. It's still running. Um, Okay. So I don't know. I'll know in like 30 seconds. Well, then I will skip that. Would your assumption be that we are getting just the nine guys that we normally get? I don't expect the Knicks to cut someone to eight for this. Because I don't know who it would be. Right. So that that's kind of, I, I had said it a minute ago, like the Knicks are the team where like you think about Thibodeau, you think about the Knicks. It wouldn't be surprising if they condensed the rotation, but like they're all, they're, their rotation's already condensed. Who are yeah. they? I don't think they're going to just like DNP DiVincenzo. So he closed their most recent right, game. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're cutting anybody. So I assume they've played the same nine. Yeah. I, I think you probably get a similar rotation to last game where, you know, Grimes plays three quarters. One of DiVincenzo or quickly is closing or Hart or both. I mean, yeah, that's where it's a problem. Randall center Brunson are closing. Right. Full stop. They just don't ever seem to want to go to Randall at the five type games. And I, there's no chance you're doing that against Milwaukee, um, which leaves DiVincenzo quickly, Hart and Grimes, Barrett. probably not Grimes and Barrett. 
to finish out those final two spots. Like this is really hard to project and also very important, but I don't think there's a lot to read into here to be confident in the final two guys in the closing lineup. Agreed. I think it's just sort of going to be how the game's going and who's playing well. Like Dante DiVincenzo closing the most recent game without having RJ Barrett close or obviously I guess Grimes in that situation, but not that he normally closes. Like if Dante DiVincenzo is closing today, a $4,400 shooting guard small forward looks very interesting. If Dante DiVincenzo is going back to that role of not closing, then 18 minutes of him is probably not that great if he's 28% owned. Where you land with him and how you project the minutes to the bench dudes for the Knicks dictates everything. And I think it's really hard to do it. Yeah. And to get back to your question right now, my highest on guy is quickly. I do okay, not that, think that was my that, expectation. I don't think that, well, it, it might hold. I don't think so. I'm getting 73% right now. Yeah. I think that comes down. We haven't projected for 24 minutes right now. I think yeah. that's high. I, I have it at 24 as well, but I don't know what else to do. <laughs> he's played 19 in each of their last two. I think he's less likely to close than Hart or DiVincenzo. Okay. I I I don't disagree with you. Every one of these minutes that you could take from one person to give the other just has such dramatic effects to the Knicks. And let, let's not forget, the Milwaukee Bucks are fifth in pace, 17th in defense. This is a pretty solid matchup for the Knicks who are crazy slow. Yeah. And the price for quickly is fine. It's not that I think he's a bad player or anything. I mean, he's projected for 55% ownership, 51% chance of being optimal. Uh, he does look pretty good, but I just think I'm going to end up being more comfortable at like 22 minutes or something, which yeah. is going to probably put me more in line with the field. So might make him still my highest owned Nick, but probably not 73%. Um, I'm also getting 69% Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. 5,500. He's the highest owned guy in terms of uh, ownership on the Knicks. 49% chance of being optimal. He's one that I just feel a little bit more comfortable with. Uh, we have him at 30 and a half minutes. I think that's a very reasonable projection here. Um, my my assumption is that Robinson ends up being my highest owned guy from New York. He is my highest owned guy right now. Let's talk through Grimes. Let's talk through Barrett, Grimes, Hart, Quickly, and DiVincenzo. Who would be your expectation for playing the most minutes in that group? Is that Hart or Barrett? I think Barrett, but it's close. Yeah. I mean, like right now we have Barrett at 28.5. We have Hart at 28.3. I think that's... I got it at 30 and 29 for the two. The relationship then for the rest of these guys is where it becomes very interesting. Grimes, DiVincenzo, and quickly. It feels like Grimes is three and out when it comes to rotations. It seems really difficult for him to end up on the floor ahead of all those guys Everyone. because the <laughs> they, they have different skill sets so it's not like it, like i mean like given chenzo hart barrett they're different enough where it's not like oh well they're all offensively focused players and if the knicks are playing from ahead they're probably going to close with grimes like they're probably going to go to Hart. yeah then how do you how do we project dante divincenzo's minutes because i think that's the hardest one to get to yeah, I agree. Uh, we have 18 and a half right now. If you go back and look at recent games, 18 or sorry, 14 minutes on the 26th, 19 minutes, including like a minute or two of garbage time on the 28th, 22 and a half on the 30th, 22 on the first. Yeah, I personally, so 
Like I said, we have 24. By the way, he, cl- he closed both of those 22-minute games. Yep. He closed and played the final 13 minutes against the Pistons. And then whoever the hell it was on the first, he also closed that game. Right. Yeah, so like I said, we have 24 and a half minutes to quickly. We have 18 and a half to, to DiVincenzo. I think I personally prefer something like 20 DiVincenzo, 22, 22 and a half quickly. I think I agree with you. And I'm making those changes now not knowing where we go i'm actually the the piece that's making me most nervous might actually be mitchell robinson why is that i don't know i just feel like they're like we might see every bit of hartenstein getting like eating fouls today against Giannis. as weird as that sounds i don't think they're gonna like take Robinson out just so Hartenstein no. can foul Giannis. Same. Same. I just, I meant that more in like a feel situation, not like a, I don't know how to project Isaiah Hartenstein situation. I have this feeling that we're going to just see like Isaiah Hartenstein give up all six of like, it's just going to be a foul trouble bonanza in Milwaukee tonight. Yeah. But what's that just a feel. Robinson? I don't do anything with feel. So what's that have we're, to do with Mitchell Robinson? Well, I think that he is also going to be in that foul trouble bonanza sure. and they're just going to be like, a revolving door, which honestly feels like the way that they should be playing centers, like four minute stints. So those guys can go hard and then just hot swap another dude in. They're pretty similar to each other. I hate this. I hate this so much. This Knicks team is really hard. Who are you not getting to? Um, Relative to the field. Yeah. I'm kind of getting everybody. My, like I have all nine Knicks right now. My lowest owned guy is Hartenstein at nine percent. I've nine percent Divincenzo. Again, he's probably going to come up a little bit because I'm going to project him a little bit higher. Um, yeah. He, he, I guess, would be the one that I'm taking the biggest stand against the field right now. We have him projected for twenty nine percent ownership. I have nine, uh, but again, like giving him an extra minute and a half, two minutes is going to probably get me at least a little bit more. Is there anything we're missing here? Like we didn't really say anything about R.J. Barrett. I think he's just sort of like a completely reasonable guy to roster today. Yeah, I think he's perfectly fine. I have 15% right now. Fields at 25. So I guess, you know, like I'm a little bit under there. Um, I'm, I'm mostly under on this team right now with the exception of Quickly and Robinson. 26% Brunson, 20% Randall, 25% Hart. Those are all a bit under the field. Yeah. 17% Grimes. Who's 13. That's better than my 53. You got 53% Grimes? Yeah. Have fun. I think that is just simply a function of we're projecting giant ownership to Marshawn Beauchamp, 33%. Watanabe's got 11. Jared Vanderbilt's at 21. I think I'm just looking at that 33% Marshawn Beauchamp ownership and being like, well, I guess I could just flip-flop him and Quentin Grimes and like call that a day. Should those guys be all that different? I don't think so. So I think that's what's happening right now. If Beauchamp is going to be twice as owned as Quentin Grimes, I think I'm just going to get the Quentin Grimes version yeah. of two shitty dudes. And uh, to John P's point in chat, he said that DiVincenzo closed last game because he couldn't miss from three. That That's sort of the, the issue here with the Knicks is if DiVincenzo is playing well in the fourth quarter, he's going to get the closing minutes. If he's not, he's not. If Quickly's playing well, he can get the closing minutes. If he's not, he's not. Uh, that's sort of the issue here is that the final two spots outside of Brunson, Robinson, or Bron- Brunson, one of the centers, probably Robinson, and uh Randall is whose shots are going in who's playing well defensively like what's the yeah. score in the game it's all stuff that I have no idea what's going to be happening in the fourth quarter of this game 
Yeah, it's just uh, split the differences and hope you're on the right side of history. Right, and that's, I guess, to elaborate more, like, when, I, when I'm saying that like I'm more comfortable going around 22 and a half minutes or so on quickly, 20 minutes on DiVincenzo, it's not because DiVincenzo closed the last couple of games. It's that like going 24 and a half on quickly, I, I know there's a good chance quickly plays 20 minutes in this game. I don't think there's a very good chance he plays 29 minutes. No. Like I, I'm a lot more comfortable there being like, okay, I'm going to split the difference on a range of like 20 to 26 or 20 to 25. Uh, like he could play 28, 29. You don't have to go back that far to see him do it, but it, it's not, it, it feels less likely or it seems less likely than 20 minutes or 19 minutes. And so that's why I just, I want to be a little bit lower there. And the same thing for DiVincenzo. If you're going 18 and a half, you know, yeah, he definitely could play 14 or 16, but I think the range, like the range that feels most likely to me or seems most likely to me is like 17 to 22. Yeah. Somewhere in there. It's, the Knicks are hard. The The only saving grace for the Knicks is that, I don't know how this ends up going, but like you're happy with whatever Nick you get because you know they're going to be out there. There's not going to be an Andrew Nemhard coming from the Knicks today. Like They're going to play. You might just get them wrong for the amount that they play, but they're going to play. That part helps. That part helps. I'm adjusting... I, it's it's I'll I won't have it done for a little bit, but I'm just rerunning everything with slight Knicks adjustments because I'm curious to see what difference it makes. All right, if you're gonna do it, I'm gonna do it too before I start my read because I st- I made the changes that I that like we were talking through, so might as well just pop these bad boys in there and get it done. It doesn't get better, by the way, for everybody else that we're about to talk about. It's a, it's a disaster. This one is just not as fun as yesterday's slate. And yesterday wasn't exactly fun to begin with. So take that for what it's worth. All right, I'm going to get that started, get those lineups running. And then we can talk about the schedule for the rest of today. NFL strategy show coming up next. That will be at 11 a.m. You'll get the NHL strategy show at 2 p.m. Then Adam and I will come back for the deeper dive at 5.30, and then you'll get live before lock at 6.30. So tonight, two straight hours of coverage. You really can't beat it. The only thing better than that is using our avatar on DraftKings or FanDuel, Yahoo, or Owner's Box. Because you can go to stochastic.com slash avatar, load up our logo, and if you finish in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 entries, you will get one month of any stochastic package you're looking for, for free. That's up to a $200 value. If you're looking to try out the Sims, this is a great way to do it. And it costs you nothing. You can, you don't have to have a sub to us to download our avatar, but you're going to get one after you pick up that dub. All we need you to do is head to at stochastic HOF and tweet that victory to our Hall of Fame. We want to be able to promote your victory and we want people to see that you've got our avatar. So do that. Go to stochastic.com slash avatar. Click the link in chat or the link in the description of this video. I probably killed close to enough time there. Yeah, I'm probably like 30 seconds away. (laughs) (laughs) Phrasing. (laughs) Means I'm not starting for another 15 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, I can go twice. (laughs) Uh, So much fun. So much fun. Yeah, I'm getting there too. Let's just uh, move it on over to the Milwaukee Bucks side of this one. 
I think this slide might actually be worse. No Pat Connaughton, no Jay Crowder. Andre Jackson is questionable. About 20% ownership coming into Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, Cam Payne, and Damian Lillard. Uh, we've got 30 to Malik Beasley and Marshawn Beauchamp. 40 to our boy Chris Middleton and 9 to Giannis, uh, who is difficult to get to at 11-4, power forward center. Let's start it at the top. Giannis at 11-4, Dame Lillard, 9,300. Not a ton of ownership coming in. Not surprising. Good Knicks defense, terrible Knicks pace. This is a bad spot for Milwaukee. Yeah, um, my quickly dropped to 37%. So okay. um, I'm also down to like 10% Randall. That's another one where if this were lock right now, I'd probably just bump Randall to 36 minutes, 37 minutes instead of 35 and get a little bit more. Yeah. But I really just wanted to see what was going to happen with quickly if I did that. Uh, I have That came down quickly? What you, yeah. Uh, I have 77% Robinson now, but it did flatten out sort of everything else for the Knicks. Um, as far as the Milwaukee side, oh, God. Yeah, get ready, buddy. It, it, it's I told you, man, it's 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 gross. It's not Beauchamp. Is it campaign? No. It's Beasley. Oh, okay. So he's been playing like 36 minutes a night for the past couple of games. Yeah, but so he's still if, Malik Beasley. <laughs> sure, but... Uh, it would be a lot worse if he was still like flirting with that 28 range that sure, he had yeah. been around. Um, yeah, I'm getting like 73% Beasley right now. He's the guy I'm getting the most. So, and that also, I guess, makes sense. You know, it's it, it goes with what we talk about a lot where the exposures you're getting to some guys are also influenced by what you're doing with other guys. Me cutting, I'm sure before I cut Quickly's minutes, I was getting less Beasley. Yeah, for But sure. now I just changed, I, I lower Quickly at that price. And it's just like, oh, well, how about you just play all of the Malik Beasley now? Um, yeah. 26% owned, 29% chance of being optimal. So we do have them going a little bit under-owned, 5,700. Like you said, the minutes are there. The matchup sucks, but it's a two-game slate. You're just not going to like a lot of the plays. And in a lot of cases, and same as yesterday, you're really not going to like the guys you're getting the most of in a lot of cases because it's still going – you're still going to have that function where there are less inexpensive options to get to than there are – good players to get to and yeah. so you're gonna generally end up at least to some extent spread spreading out what you're getting to from Giannis, lebron booker durant davis whereas you're gonna just end up concentrated on cheaper guys so i guess that's why i'm getting to beasley you know we do have him going a little bit under owned he is playing a lot of minutes yeah that's kind of all that you can say about him it's not there's no, you know, oh man, I think this is a great spot for Beasley or like, I think Beasley is going to suddenly take over the offense from Giannis, Dame and Middleton, but minutes have been there. They have, by the way, I have 5% Beauchamp. So that's exactly yeah, what's happening. Right. I'm just kicking Beauchamp to the curb and going to Grimes. So it's like the I don't think I'm getting either. direct pivot. Um, I have 4% or 5% Beauchamp, 16% Grimes. What are you doing with Giannis who quite clearly projects pretty well, but Hard to get to at 11-4. Yeah, uh, probably related to what I just said about Beauchamp and Grimes. I have 4% Giannis. I have 6. And obviously, like, there's not an amount where I would be bummed. No. But it's I get but it. it. It's what we were just saying. It, it has nothing to do with Giannis himself. It has yeah. to do with, do I want to jam in a bunch more Beauchamp and Grimes and get Giannis or not? Yeah. And one thing to keep in mind, too, on the, the two-game slate, so there's kind of two different ways you can think about it. One is that, the raw points really matter because you don't have as many mid-range options that can conceivably score the same as Giannis on a given slate. And so there is that chance that Giannis just goes a little bit over his projection and you have to have him. But 
The other thing to keep in mind, too, is not just individual player ownership, but how your lineups with Giannis are going to look. Even if Giannis himself isn't that popular, if every Giannis lineup is built the exact same way, it's still relatively difficult for yours to be the one that wins. Uh Do we want to talk about their rotation? Anything specific? Last three games, I think, is the easiest way to say it. But even if you want to just do the last two, they have locked themselves into nine with Connaughton gone. One game got Andre Jackson, one got A.J. Green. But we have gotten big-time minutes out of, like, the four main starters. And then you get this sort of, like, wiggle room on Bobby Portis. I went 37 to Dame and Giannis, 35 to Malik Beasley, and I went to 33 on Brooke Lopez. I am getting over on Lopez. Um, I'm neutral to Beasley. But the interesting guy that we need to talk about for this rotation is how many minutes do we think Chris Middleton's playing today? Because that is a wild card. Yeah, it is. Uh, one thing I, I don't, you might be aware of it or not, because what, like what you said wasn't wrong anyway, but that middle game on the 30th did go to overtime. Yeah. 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 Um, but even the game before that 39 and a half minutes in regulation for Giannis 37 and a half for Lillard. Um, yeah. In regulation in that overtime game, it was like 35 minutes or 30, 34 minutes for Giannis 36 for Beasley 37 and a half for Dame. Uh, And then in that most recent game, 36 for Giannis, 39 for Beasley, 38 for Dame on the second against the Hawks. So, uh, yeah, they have been playing a ton. You got 24 and a half, 25 for Middleton in the most recent one. The one that's interesting to me was two games ago. Uh, The game that went to overtime, Middleton did not play in overtime, but he played 26 and a half to 27 minutes in regulation. Yeah. I don't think like 28 minutes in this game is crazy. Yeah. No, I, I think he's live to play 30. You just can't project that. Right. And that's why, so that kind of comes back to what we've talked about with Middleton a lot. I think 28 is a very likely outcome. Yeah. I think you probably should project 26 or 27. Agreed. Agreed. Which, but I think if they're ever going to give him that bump, it's today. Yeah. Like Like he's clearly close. He had gotten close. Then he had the injury where he left early against Washington. The thing that really kind of confidence, not confident is not the right word because I have no confidence in how many minutes he's playing. But the thing that I that makes me somewhat optimistic is that they he had he had the injury against Washington. He left the game. They didn't go back to babying him. They yeah. were just like, okay, he's back now, and he's just still going to play 25, 27 minutes. So they don't seem overly concerned. It doesn't seem like, oh, he got hurt. We were too aggressive with him. Let's go back to 17 minutes and start over. So what are you getting the most of for Milwaukee? Because right now my answer is Middleton. Beasley first, then Middleton. Yeah. And that's with Middleton. We have Middleton at 26 minutes right now, which, like I said, I think is a good projection. Sure. I think there's a pretty good chance he plays a couple extra minutes. Yeah. But I like, with Middleton, I like being low, being towards the lower end of his minutes range with the projection, because you still don't have that full, oh, Middleton, well, maybe you do, but probably don't have, oh, Middleton played 35 minutes today in the yeah. range of outcomes. No, not, not so much. Who aren't you getting to for this team? Giannis, Bosham, Portis, Payne, Dane. Okay, I have 45% Bobby Portis. I wouldn't mind that. Um, I'm, really only getting, I'm really only getting to Beasley, Middleton, and Burlow. Yeah, I got 45 Portis, 30 Lopez. I didn't get campaign. 25 Dame, I'm pretty happy about. Uh, I'm getting a lot more of like Durant on the next one, which we'll talk about. But yeah, big stand on Middleton. Very big stand the opposite direction on Beauchamp. 
The Portis one's really wild because they have shown a willingness to go to the triple big lineup more recently, especially with Connaughton out. I just have no idea what to pick. Like I went 24 minutes on Portis and he he can go for either direction and I'd believe it. Yeah, so this is another spot where I'm going to end up with a higher projection on Portis than I have right now because we have him at 22 minutes, which on the surface is fine, but we also have a 10-man rotation and I don't think they're playing 10. So Neither do I. We have 10 minutes coming into AJ Green. We have six coming into Andre Jackson. I'm going to end up taking away those six Andre Jackson minutes, probably giving like two to Portis and figuring out where the rest go. But I split my minutes between Green and Jackson because I don't know which one to pick. I don't really care which one it is. I don't know what to do with their ro- like. I don't want to pick one, the ninth guy for the Bucks and like just jam that dude because right, I right. have him. Right, which um, is, but I think it's going to be nine. I just don't know where else where else to go with those. Right, points. which is fine, and that's I think what we did. But yeah. combined, we gave them sixteen minutes instead of eight to twelve. Yeah, that's so, where it starts to get tricky. Someone's going to get them, and that maybe that's why Marshan Beauchamp should look a little bit better. I don't really know what to do with his minutes. Right, we have fifteen for him right now. I think I probably end up giving him like seventeen. So like two of the Andre Jackson minutes are probably going to go to Beauchamp for me. Two yeah. are going to go to Portis. Maybe like. I don't know, one to Middleton. What do we have Giannis at? 35-6. I'm getting closer and closer to Maybe wanting to go 38 and 38 for Damon Giannis. Yeah, I mean, I think you could do that. But yeah, so so my point here is that I think the mil I think Portis, Bosham, maybe Payne. Like I'm gonna end up adding an extra couple of minutes to those guys, and I'll probably end up with more than I have right now, considering yeah. I have five percent of both i doubt it's yeah. going to turn into me just jamming them but yeah. i do think that's the spot where i just end up with them being a little bit more better projected than they are right now tricky rotations here for milwaukee Beauchamp is a question mark i'm just happy beasley's had this like run-up of playing more minutes lately because, you know if he was just sitting around like that 30 31 it's all bets are off but right. 36 38 Obviously, overtime for one of them, 41 and 39. Feel a little bit more comfortable just getting him for 35 minutes if I need to. Excited to be going into the slate, jamming my least favorite player in the NBA. Wait, who's your least favorite player in the NBA? Beasley. Oh, okay. That is, I was in my mind, I was just like, I like who don't you like here? Like just because, but that's yeah. a DFS related yeah. issue, not a not a Malik Beasley specifically. Stupidest foul I've ever seen in my life. All right. Um, anything else here from Milwaukee? Are you getting to a lot of Lopez? I have 31% and I went 33 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I'm at 34%. Uh, we have, I think, 34 minutes. He's only projected for 20% ownership. We have him at 26% to be optimal. So not too surprised that I'm getting over the field on that one. I like it. I like it. I think they want to rely on it. Like they don't, you know, I think that's the type of guy they just want to rely on when yep. the game is real. And I assume you have no issue playing Lopez and Portis together. Absolutely not. Not on a day like day. And with yeah. Portis being power forward center and 5,600, that's like really not that bad of a price tag for him either way. Yeah. And they're going to play alongside each other. You assume. Yeah. Better is the sponsor. And this is the best way that you guys can get a little bit of extra loot. You can double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. That means they are going to match whatever amount you put in up to 500 if you only got 300 that's fine they're still going to match with another 300 
And we're talking about another Pick'em site where you can win up to 100x your entry if you correctly select those eight picks. They're covering the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. You know these Pick'em spiels at this point. I tell you about this pretty regularly. And I tell you every single time that the main takeaway is grabbing the deposit bonuses when you can. And this one is the best one that exists on any read that we do. Better is giving you the most money possible on a deposit in comparison to everybody. This should be the one that you take advantage of first. Find that $500 wherever you can get it and get that deposit match. Win up to 100x payouts. The legal age for gambling in most states is 21 or over. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you muted or not talking? Or I was responding to the, the stupidity of the claw in chat. So Phoenix Suns, one and a half point dogs in Los Angeles, 227 total for the Suns. No Bradley Beal, Eric Gordon questionable, which unfortunately for us really does matter today and probably don't get that information before 730. Just an annoyance, but we'll deal with it. 10 to 15% ownership coming into Devin Booker, Drew Eubanks, Eric Gordon, and Yuta Watanabe with another 25-ish to Kevin Durant and 35-ish to Grayson Allen and Yusuf Nurkic. This rotation is a true disaster, especially with the Gordon news. Let's start at the top. Devin Booker, 10-1, point guard, shooting guard. Kevin Durant, 9,900, power forward only. I'm getting a lot of one of them. It is not the guy that's more flexible, though. Yeah, uh, same page. I am getting a lot of one of them. Um, getting a lot of Durant, not getting yeah. much Booker. 45% Durant for me, six Devin Booker. 46% Durant, five Booker. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, it, it makes sense in that, I don't know how you have them projected. We have Durant four and a half points higher than Booker at a cheaper price tag. I have Booker 49.7 fantasy points. I have Durant 51.7. So yeah, it's going to be going to be a little tough. And we have them both going on their own. 31% optimal percentage for Durant at 26% owned, 15 to 8 for Booker. So Booker going more on their own, but also just, you know, not projecting as well as Durant at a more extensive price tag is going to make it tough to get much. Power forward loaded at the top, by the way. Giannis, AD, Durant, LeBron. I'm going to say Julius Randle because he's 8,700, but I, obviously one of those things is not like the other. Yeah, you can play them all at other positions, though, other than Durant, Yeah, which is wild. How does Kevin Durant not have multi-position eligibility? It's so dumb. So dumb. So I like Durant, like the obviously. Of somebody that can just be any position. Yeah, he just fits in any every team, everywhere, no matter what. Um, I wish I were getting to a little bit more Booker. I think he looks really good here. I went 37 minutes to Durant, 36 to Booker. I think anything in and around there is fine, but I also think that Kevin Durant is very live for 40 considering he's playing 37 minutes a night just by default. Yeah, both of those guys. So the Suns are a really interesting team to me from that, like the narrative standpoint that we were talking about with Boston compared to like Indiana, where the Suns are obviously a team that considers themselves an actual title contender and, I'm sure cares more about the regular season than this tournament, but one, they still haven't played together a lot and they're still clearly not with Beal being out, but 
Um, you still just have like the lack of real familiarity with this team. And then you also just have Durant and Booker, two dudes that just love playing basketball. Like it's very easy for me to convince myself that Kevin Durant and Booker are both playing 40 today just because they want to. Yeah. 40 minute Devin Booker will probably get him into my lineups. Yeah. Yeah. I think 36 could like, this is just going to be one that I'm going to have to play with throughout the day because 36 minutes does feel mildly light for Booker. That said, you know, he has missed a chunk of time this season. Yeah. That, I'm I probably going to go they have aspirations of going all the way. I'm probably going to go a minute or two higher just for the same reasons that I was saying on other guys. 36, I think is, is fine, but it feels a little bit low. And the reason is just that barring foul trouble and stuff, there's no way that the plan here is for Booker to play 34 minutes. There's a good chance that they want him to play 38. Yeah. Like, I think his actual range is 36 to 40. I, I'm probably going to end up bumping Durant to 38. I, I might go both 38 or maybe like 37 Booker, 38 Durant. Yeah. 1499 a week is a w- definite way to not have money. I wouldn't even know if I lost 1499 a week. Right. <laughs> I pay for that for Paramount Plus, I think. Just to watch been, Liverpool play three matches a year. I lived in St. Louis seven years ago. So I've been paying $30 a month in gym memberships in St. Louis for seven years without living there. <laughs> By the way, guys, everyone should buy the lineup generator. It's like Sims Lite. Uh, that price tag is also fantastic as far as I'm concerned. If you're looking for a little additional help in building out your lineups, we generate all of them for you. Then we cut out the ones that stink the most, present the rest to you. You don't have to take the lineup that shows up. You could click discard and get another one and another one and another one if you want. Or you could just rely on one lineup like the Claw did and immediately not understand how to use a product. Lock players, swap players generate chalky, contrarian, or balance builds. All of those things can be done via the lineup generator, but apparently that tool was too difficult for one particular chatter. So I can understand how that could happen. Stick to shoots and ladders. What else should we do here with Phoenix? We've got 38% ownership coming into Yusuf Nurkic. It's a big chunk of time, but his minutes are up. Yeah, he's the guy that I'm getting to the most actually from Phoenix right now, getting 52%. Playing time has been good. Price tag still good at 6,900. 42% ownership, 35% chance of being optimal. So going a little bit over-owned, but nothing too crazy there. Um, It's just a really useful price tag for a good point-per-minute guy. Uh, Most recent game, played 26.5, but that was a game where he, I believe, fouled out. Yeah, fouled out with five and a half minutes to go. Um, So can't put too much stock in that one. Played 33 in the previous game against uh, Denver. So, yeah, happy to get to Jokic, or Nurkic. Close. Would, Would prefer if it was Jokic. Yeah. Okay. You I would forget that they were teammates too. They were playing these idiots alongside of each other at one point. <laughs> it was horrific Back coaching. Jokic used to foul at like a higher rate than Jaron Jackson. Yeah. Horrific. Horrific. That, that was always like watching Jokic back in his early Denver days from a fantasy standpoint, it was like the most tilting thing because he'd be cheap and a monster from a fantasy standpoint. You would play him. He would pick up a foul. He would come into the game. He'd foul somebody on a drive. Or, yeah, he'd foul somebody. Then he'd go to the other end and get fouled. They wouldn't call it. And he would just wrap up the guy on the inbound for his second foul and go back to the bench. (laughs) I'm going to go argue with the ref, so I'm going to just take a foul here. If Eric Gordon is in today, we're going to lose at least one rotational piece, if not two, is my assumption. 
Durant, Grayson Allen, Booker, Nurkic, obviously all going to be out there. What do we do with Kata Bates-Diop, Josh Akogi, Nas Little? I'm going to assume Drew Eubanks just stays as the backup center. Jordan Goodwin, Yutawa Tanabe, Chimetsi Metu. One or two of these guys are not going to play. I think if Gordon is in, Jordan Goodwin's gone. He's not going to play a single second today. I don't know who's next after that. Wait, so who... Who was missing from the game the 29th against Toronto? Because that's the last game Eric Gordon. Grayson played. Allen. Okay. And Nas Little, it seems. Right. Yeah, I'll say Goodwin played, but I just couldn't figure out who was missing. So Nas Little was in on the 26th, but Allen was still out and Durant. God, this team hasn't been healthy in forever. So the 22nd was the last time that everybody was in, allegedly in. Uh, Jordan Goodwin didn't play. Same right. for the game before that. And I think that makes sense. Yes. When you have all those ball handlers, you don't need it. The relationship right. between Metu, Watanabe, Little, Akogi, and Bates-Diop is unfun to break down. It is. Um, yeah, and, and like it makes sense, again, for those guys to be ahead of Goodwin. Like, this team needs the wing defenders more than anything Jordan yes. Goodwin's providing. Yes. So, assuming Gordon's in... I think Akoji is firmly in the rotation. And I think Kata Bates Diop is also firmly in the rotation. I think Nas Little is. It seems it. It seems it. The question is then, Yuta Watanabe or Chimetsi Metu? Which it seems like it's Watanabe. Right, I think it's Watanabe. It could also be neither of them. I also think they are very live to just shave another person out of this. Yeah. Complicated because we have $3,400 Watanabe, $3,700 Nas Little, $4,300 Okogi, like Kata Bates Diop's $4,100. We have decent enough prices on these guys, and there are minutes to go around for Phoenix, but we don't know how thin they're going to cut it. And a lot of these guys aren't the best per minute dudes. Yeah. Um, and also just the the reason that I, I think Little is firmly in there is mostly just based on how... Phoenix beat writers have been talking about him lately yeah. and during games. Like, I think he's just playing. So 6% owned right now, 3,700. Yeah, I am getting I have none. little. I have no Watanabe, no little, no Kata Bates, Diop, no Josh Cody. I don't have any of these dudes. Little's the only one I have. I have 11%. I don't have the, the rest of them. It's just tricky because to comfortably, like, it's easy to project Durant's minutes, Nurkic, Allen, Gordon, Booker, if they're all in. And then there's just not a lot left after that. You're giving 14, 15 minutes to everybody. So they all look like shit. But in all actuality, it's like, well, one of them might play 20 and the other might play 10, and that's the spot you need to be. But on the surface, all of their median projections look awful. You got that? Good. Yeah. I don't know if it was the same thing that you're no. talking about. Um, what happens if Eric Gordon is out? Are we just maintaining uh, Jordan Goodwin for like 18 minutes and then redistributing the other 14 minutes that would have gone to Gordon like two apiece to all of those other guys? Like, I don't know if Eric Gordon being out unlocks one individual. I think it just makes their bench more complicated. Agreed. Like it makes it so I think you can be more confident that those guys are playing i don't 
know how much it helps from a DFS standpoint. Yeah. It's tricky. It's really tricky. Phoenix is weird. Are you getting Gordon and Allen? Yes. Uh, 39% Allen, 25% Gordon. Yeah, I got 21 Gordon, 5 Allen right now. We'll see what that ends up looking like later. Shooting guard small forward on Allen, 5,400, 35% owned. I'm right around the field there. Uh, Gordon's the interesting one to me. I don't love the $5,900 price tag, but he is projected to go a little bit under owned, 16% optimal, 10% ownership. Yeah, like, watch that one kicks good. He said, I like Akogi playing well today or playing well lately. Josh Akogi got more minutes in the most recent game because there was no Eric Gordon. He got more minutes in the most recent second most recent game because there was no Devin Booker. He got more minutes in the most recent game because it was Grayson. Grayson Allen was out. Then there wasn't Durant and Allen. And then it wasn't Durant. When you go back to the time when they were when they had everybody here, three straight games of 13, 14, and 13 minutes. I think there's no confidence right now to anybody that you want to take from the bench of Phoenix. Do you have anything else you want to add for the Suns? No. Yeah, same. Oh, tough one. And then we go to the Lakers side. This one's even more difficult. AD probable. Rui probable. LeBron James questionable. Jared Vanderbilt probable. Someone is leaving this Lakers rotation today, and I don't have a damn clue who that's going to be. AD's 30% owned. LeBron's 30% owned, Prince is 25, Vandy's 21, Russell is 40, 10 to 15 on Reeves, Reddish, Wood. Christian Wood's 3,900, and I think he is ultra live to not play today. That's interesting. Someone has to sit for the Lakers today, and I think it might even be two someones. And I don't know where that goes. Yeah, I mean, Wood didn't play the second half last game. Vanderbilt being back obviously impacts him. Yeah. And I think Vanderbilt is in this rotation. I don't think Vanderbilt's going anywhere. Agreed. Chrissy played 29 minutes. Kind of fits a different role. Feels like at the very least he's playing. I gave him 14. I don't know where, like, Jackson Hayes is clearly gone. I don't know what they do. It's kind of on this team. What is the point of Christian Wood? No idea. Because... LeBron's playing with the second unit, so it's not to be the bench scorer. I don't get it. I don't know what to do here. It's a weird Lakers team today. Like talking about LeBron and AD, I've got a bunch of LeBron. I don't have too much AD. Like those guys aren't the guys we need to talk about. Figuring out this Lakers rotation is the key piece. So here's what I did I have 30 minutes to Torian Prince, could very easily go down to accommodate the rest of these dudes. I went 16 to Rui because I just ran out of minutes. 14 to Christie, 14 to Vanderbilt. I have 12 in for Christian Wood right now. I think somebody needs to go away, but I was just like, I need to have this conversation first. Yeah, so that's we have it projected the same way. I just have a hard time thinking they're running 10. But So do I. Maybe they will. I mean, by all accounts... They ran nine in the most recent game. Like, you got Wood and Vanderbilt out there, but you didn't really. Right. It's just a matter of, so, like, Christie's 29 minutes. Do those end up just basically getting split between him and Rui? They play 10 guys. Everybody is happy because they got to step on the floor. Or do those minutes just go more aggressively to, like, Rui? 
it's pop like we got to remember max christie wasn't playing and Rui was playing 24 minutes a night does that right, just happen again like, like this could just be like like the let's say so christie's 29 minutes christian woods 11 um which those numbers are a little high because it included garbage time for both of them but what if those minutes are just split between like Rui and Christie, but where Rui is getting the bulk of them and Christie's just playing like one rotation in each half? Like that's, that's also viable. Very viable. When I started looking through it, I was like, oh, I think I think Christian Wood's gonna lose his spot. And then I was like, oh cool. He's a thirty nine hundred dollar player today. Like in twelve minutes, he might actually be successful. If everybody's going to play 30, 35 minutes or 35% of Marshawn Beauchamp, then maybe I'm okay with 14 minutes of Christian Wood. Right. How much Vanderbilt do you have? Uh, 57%. Yeah. I gave him 14 minutes, by the way. So, yeah. We have him at, we have him at 14 minutes. I have 42%. Yeah. We have him right now. Sure. Right now, 20% ownership, 31.5% chance of being optimal. So, this is a spot where I think the ownership probably comes up and, as a result, my exposures come down, but yeah. This is really one of those cheap. spots, and this, I, I don't mean this towards us at all, just a, like a sweeping generalization to the industry. Like that, those optimal odds for Jared Vanderbilt. I think that entire bucket of people is probably not taking on enough like disparity in what their outcomes really can be from a minutes perspective and a playing time perspective. Like that's just a little too confident in the range of outcomes for his playing time. And it creates a number that's probably a little bit higher than it makes like total sense. Cause there's just, there's 20 different dudes like him today playing 14 minutes that like you have no confidence in whatsoever. Not that I don't like him. I'll play you in a $10 head to head. I mean, you can send it, you know, my screen name. Yeah. I'll happily take that every day until you want to stop, which will probably be like two or three days from now. But if you want to add a couple of zeros, the idea that, Within the last like five minutes, he has said that I made one hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars playing DFS, and then also said that all I do is talk. Like, yeah, one or the yeah. other. Yeah. I don't know what to do here with the Lakers, and I know that's not helping anybody. But is it possible that we just get a giant chunk of minutes less on Torian Prince? It's possible for sure. I have no like these guys are so interchangeable. Yeah. They really are. I like I started doing it and I was like, I don't have enough minutes left for the people that I think are going to play the minutes. Right. Like um I think realistically also, Rui should be projected for like 22 or something, and I don't know where to get them from. Right. And then also keep in mind Cam Reddish could play more. Like he's been coming back from injury. He played 24 last game. There's nothing stopping him from 28 to 30. Yeah. As weird as it sounds, like D'Angelo Russell feels more likely to be on the floor now than he has in the past because there aren't other Russells, but they have a hundred fours. Um, it, uh, I still don't know if he's closing. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's closing either. I don't. LeBron and AD are right. <laughs> Re- After that, pick whatever, pick whoever you want. You would think Reeves is, but he didn't last game. Yeah. It's it's really difficult here. Like, I I don't know what to do with some of these guys. Like, we have Rui projected for zero ownership at forty five hundred. That feels like a guy you want to get to if that's true. 
yeah, I mean, I don't, I have 1% right now, but yeah. it's, it's the same problem you were just saying. We have him projected for 16 minutes. I know you said you have him at 16 minutes. It's not like that's a crazy projection. The problem is just that it, we could be in enti- no matter what you do here, like th- I'm not saying this specific to Rui at 16 minutes, no matter yeah. how you project the Lakers today, there's a good chance that you are just going to be completely wrong. Yeah. And so those 16 Rui minutes could be 24. If you project 24 for Rui, you also could be completely wrong. And he plays 12. Like there's. Do you, do you see these types of situations? This is going to be our last thing before we get out of here for NFL strategy. Do you see this type of uh, situation as I need to just decide what I think this rotation is. And I need to live with my guess. Not, That's how I, I see it. I'm going to hedge and say that it's 10 to Wood and 14 to Rui. It's just like, I got I to gotta make this nine and I got to rip a Band-Aid off and I got to be the one that deals with that scenario. That's how I prefer to handle it because it allows you to naturally be different yeah. than the field for one. Uh, and you know, in, in NBA, a lot of times it's very, very difficult to do that in a way that isn't like irresponsible because it's generally pretty easy to project NBA. That's why NBA DFS is as difficult as it is in a situation like this. I think that there is likely more long-term value in terms of your winning by just saying, all right, I'm going to dig into this. I'm going to figure out what I think the Lakers are going to do. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I probably wasn't going to win today anyway. If I'm right. And the consensus because the thing is, the industry as a whole, no matter like our projections, everybody's, they're going to most likely in a situation like this sort of hedge and come in on a middle ground on everybody. And it's going to make it so you're not taking on a ton of any of these guys. You're not going to be wrong and lose a bunch of money because you jammed in Rui. But if one of those guys does play a lot, they're going to be a good play most likely. And you're just not going to have them because you hedged everywhere. So for me, I prefer trying to figure it out. And it's not that the other way is is bad. You know, this is a a situation where I think you also have to sort of know yourself, you know, like if, if you're at your nine to five all day and you don't pay a lot of attention to basketball and you are, you know, there's nothing wrong with just hedging and using whatever projections you use. Um, I have the time and pay enough attention to basketball that, I'm going to make my best efforts to figure out what they're actually going to do. Who's the best payup play on today's slate? Durant. Yeah, I think so too. I have 40% LeBron too. So do I. I have 51 LeBron, 45 Durant. And I think that's just a testament to the way that the value is. It's really hard to get above that 10K mark as much as the field. It's really hard to get to someone like Giannis. And if you can get a bunch more of Durant and LeBron at sub 10 K price tag. I think that's just what's happening here. Hell of a slate. We need a little bit more information. Hopefully we get that throughout the day, but Adam and I will be back for another hour to dig into some of this again. Uh, You've got lineup generator videos coming out a little bit later. I bet the claw is going to watch those bad boys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Those will be out around like two 30 ish or that. They're just going to talk you off the Laker that will be in the top lineup. Then show some backbone and play the things that you want to play. I don't give a shit what ends up in your lineup. Good luck, everybody. Thanks to Better NFL Strategy Show coming up next.